Welcome back to Postscript. We're talking about all things, all creatures, great and small. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. Beth, we're over halfway through the season. What do you think of it so far? I'm in love. I really am. <laughs> I love this show and you guys really got me hooked. So it's, thank you. It's so cozy. Like, I love it because it's usually not as heavy as that one episode that we will not talk about right now because it's too heavy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's usually very lighthearted and just like, it's like watching Animal Crossing, but like entertainment. I love that you've <laughs> compared this to Animal Crossing. I, I, that's how I describe it to all my friends. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Well, good. I'm glad that you feel the same way. So uh, let's dive into what we just watched. What did you think of, ep- of episode five, All's Fair? Uh, so w- once again, we have an episode that's all over the place. Lots of stuff happening, setting the scene. I feel like maybe they're trying to set some stuff up in this episode, too, and maybe that's why it's so scattered. But yeah, so I apologize in advance if this gets a little bit crazy in the recap. <laughs> I Like, we were bouncing around so much from, I mean, they had good storylines. Yeah. But we bounced from, like, each storyline. It was just like... Storyline one, one, two, two one, three, three five, seven. <laughs> like, what? What is six, going now on? Now we're coming back to six. Yes, yeah, exactly. it was definitely another Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> That's how I felt. But no one died. Thank goodness yeah. for that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but people already watched, so that's good. So, uh, yeah, so the episode kind of opens with uh, we find out James is the vet on duty for the Darabee Fair. He takes his very seriously and we see this throughout the episode um and Siegfried reminds him that uh you're representing the practice and it's an opportunity for them to kind of advertise and show off what they do so Siegfried is offering tours of Skeldale House to the public and that's a whole other thing where the Farn the Farnan brothers I love I wrote it. down the Farnan brothers <laughs> they overact everything so they're like showing the people around and like showing them the instruments demonstrating the instruments and that's when the townspeople are just like covering their eyes and feel looking like they might feel a little bit sick i know <laughs> tristan looks at Siegfried like we should probably stop they're, they're gonna, just they're like, gonna leave <laughs> they're never coming back it was yeah that was really funny and it was nice to see that that dynamic between them because usually yeah. Siegfried's so hard and old and tristan but they were really playing off each other in like an over-the-top sort of way yeah it was really that good. was really fun uh, so James, I guess I should also point out that all of the uh, Skeldale House residents, other than James, know what James is in for, and they are taking bets on how long he will last. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even talk Mrs. Hall into taking a bet mm-hmm. um, because, as we see, Mr. Foyle is real annoying. Like I could not with annoying. him. <laughs> I could not. And the megaphone. The megaphone that he uses unnecessarily to, like, bark commands at him or tell him he's going to be late, even though he has 25 minutes until the next thing that he has to be at. Like, James <laughs> James has the patience of a saint, which, he, he I does. mean, he's really patient. He puts up with a lot. He does. And so... I identify because I will put up with a lot and then I'll snap just like James does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Mrs. Hall is stuck in Skeldale House and her friend Dorothy's come to visit again. And yes, she's she's back from her vacation and uh, they're, they, they're like, well, well, we'll be stuck together. That's what we're just going to be doing this together. Um, but the guys all leave at one point. Of course. And 
Dorothy's just like, you go, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll make sure nobody takes anything. And um, as in the one scene, as um, Mrs. Hall is about to leave, Jenny comes in. She had helped with the animal shed and she gives her some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, to I thought that was interesting because a, a couple scenes like right in the scene prior, mm-hmm. she was with Helen looking at the bull, I thought. And She's, then all I, of a sudden, Jenny's at the house. I mean, <laughs> they were definitely maybe, not timelining maybe, this one. Uh, Jenny is all over the place, too. There's two Jenny. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jenny is also very young, so she could yeah. just be very uh, full of energy and very quick. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And it's right outside of uh, well, Skeldale House. Well, yeah. I mean, and towards the beginning, we also see that James gets bit by Jenny's ferret, which mm-hmm. is really funny. Uh, <laughs> he, the ferret will not let go. Like, Helen that was has funny. to help get this ferret The off tension. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so James ends up looking over a cow that uh, Mr. Rudd wants to buy for breeding. And he says that he really values his opinion. And this is kind of like setting the stage for the drama in this episode mm-hmm. because um, James realizes that his opinion and his reputation really matter. Like this is what people are banking their livelihoods on. So the overarching thing here is that... Um, Helen wants to, well, Helen's family is looking to sell the bull Clive. Yeah. And Clive, if, if you remember, was having trouble servicing the calves. In the, uh, uh, in, the cows in the, in the last one. Yeah. yeah. So um, Servicing. Good way to servicing. put that. I like it. <laughs> they might have said it in the episode. It just so, so naturally came out. I know. Um, so that's like the, the underlying storyline, the big storyline is, is this, where James isn't sure that the cow can actually... Perform, perform, yeah, yeah, perform the service, perform the service. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that's where this is. We're kind of setting that up. Um, We see James doesn't allow a dog into the dog show because the dog is ill. There's Mm -hmm. like so many people that want to cheat. Uh, when he's measuring the ponies. Oh, my gosh. The like, amount of people that were... <laughs> and who is this vet in Hickley that's giving them all the go-ahead and giving them all the wrong sizes? Oh, right. Giving Writing it down and yeah, giving them a, a certificate. certificate. Here's yes, your certificate. Some, they must have paid them off. Uh, yeah, that maybe. Might, but all of them be. were in Hickley. Where's Hickley? We need to figure <laughs> oh, that out. Oh, I didn't catch the town name. So this is the town name. Is I Hickley? think so. Yeah, okay. I said over in Hickley. I don't okay, think that was the I didn't vet. Catch that. That gave this service or that um, gave the certificate. Right. But something to do with Hickley. <laughs> um, yeah. So James doesn't allow the dog into the dog show. These people want to cheat. Um, he's measuring this horse and the guy's like, well, did you aco- did you accommodate for his shoes? And James looks down. It's a really funny moment. James looks down at the horse's foot and he's like, he's not even wearing shoes. He gets like really upset part. about it. <laughs> Yeah, great. and the little kid that tries to bully James oh into my uh, letting his invisible pony apparently into the show because he has the certificate. He has the <laughs> certificate from this other vet. My father says so. Well, your father's not like that's not okay. It's like we'll see about that. We also see James having to like judge a children's pet show as part of his duties. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's like very really uncomfortable. He's it asking, was so awkward. <laughs> he's asking all these questions, and most of the kids just, like, aren't even talking back to him. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is my pet. You could just, like, f- I don't know. You could feel it. You yeah. could feel 
how uncomfortable James was. They did a really good job filming yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not <laughs> real comfortable with other people's kids either. I'm kind of like, I'm a big, scary grown-up, I know, but I don't know how to interact with you because I'm an adult, and there's a power dynamic here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge here, you or me, and I'm pretty sure it's you. <laughs> but I, I love, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That has been a source of tension sometimes when I'm the adult in the room and I'm like, oh, I have to kill the bee. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that he asked the kid with the goldfish, like, so what's your pet? And he's just like, it's a goldfish. And then he pauses and James just looks really uncomfortable. And then he goes on this like whole story about the goldfish. Yeah. I loved that kid. And, you know, the goldfish wins first prize. Goldfish so wins. There we go. I really like that, though, because... <laughs> First of all, who brings a goldfish to show at a pet fair? <laughs> well, and a second child. of all, when when <laughs> true. <laughs> a child. That's that's true. And then when does a goldfish ever win unless it's like a literal like goldfish category? Right. Like a kitten would usually win over a goldfish because usually it's a furry it's fuzzy it's so cute cute. animal. Yeah, and a it goes Exactly. <laughs> but nope, goldfish won. I loved it. I loved it. Uh yeah, so yeah, the goldfish wins, and we—I don't know this. Let's go back to the dog real the quick. Yeah, let's go back to the dog because I do have notes about the dog, and it's like, when do I bring up this dog? Let's bring up the dog and talk about okay. the, the poor little puppy. That I mean, poor dog. When he, first when, off, he's sick. I know. And that's why James won't let Just him into the dog home. show. Exactly. And Cut he's along. told like three times to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he yells at so. him, Just take your dog home. And when he tied the dog up, yeah. this is what did I you, really did dislike. Did you have some feelings about this? I had it this? because they, they, they purposefully filmed the dog. Like they <laughs> put the, the dog tied up right. in the frame by himself. And I was right. like, and you're, Something's oh, going to no. happen. My stomach hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this isn't good. I no, 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 no. <laughs> but luckily, right. just, just a pumpkin. Just, just a pumpkin just a pu- on this like tiny five bus. times the size and of the dog. Yelps though. And so I'm like, that, I know. When I watched the first time, I'm like, that dog's a goner. I thought Not so again. too. I was really I know. I was like, <laughs> this is a fun, lighthearted fair. Why are you going to right. hurt this dog? Right. But it's just a little fracture, it's so just, that's good. Yeah, and, and this is where we get to see um Siegfried putting Tristan to the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan, they come in with this dog, and Tristan's like playing with snacks in his mouth. I think is that what he was so, doing. So okay, or we're I, gonna take a tangent real quick. Okay, I think what he was doing was if you have you ever played like those minute to win it games. Uh, no, I have not. Oh my gosh, okay. we have to do these games, <laughs> okay. and we'll do it. We will, I promise. Okay. So a minute to win a game, you take like an, an Oreo, typically, or a cookie. You put it on your forehead. Okay. And then you have to tilt your head back. Okay. Like this. Okay. So like people can't see me or really hear me because right. I'm so away you, from the you mic. Tilt your head you tilt back. your head back like this. And then you have to move your oh, face. So he was trying to wiggle the snack and wiggle the, the cookie down your face to get your to your mouth. Okay. So I so think that's, that's what, what he's happening. doing. Okay. <laughs> and because he was like off to the side and the cookie was like right on his cheek and then he like got it in his mouth with his tongue. <laughs> okay. So that's what okay. I think that they were portraying. Well, thank you wrong, for explaining so yeah. that because yeah. I was like, I think it's food that he's playing with, but he's just kind of like in the it, corner. It, yeah. He's like turning his heads around. His he's head like around having so everything. much fun. I was <laughs> like, they, this is Tristan. <laughs> and Mrs. Hall rushes in with his dog and he thinks, he thinks Siegfried's just going to take control, take over, mm-hmm. and he's going to basically do very little to assist. But Siegfried puts him in charge of yep. this dog, which I'm like, oh, God, can he handle this? I loved it. Uh, I mean, that's the best way to learn. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was good. 
Tristan fixes the dog up under Siegfried's supervision. So yay for Tristan. Uh, he has to check for bone fragments, sew yeah. back up, all of that. And then he looks at Siegfried like, I I did it. And Siegfried's like, yep, you're yep. done. Yep, you're good. <laughs> no good, no pat on the back, no smile, <laughs> no thanks for doing this. Just, yep, you're done. Yeah. We also find we also find out that uh, Mrs. Hall is a crack shot. Yes. In this episode. We do find that out. Uh, that's really fun. Uh, so Jenny's playing with the money that Mrs. Hall gave her. Jenny's yep. playing this game and the gun's not working. And the guy the guy that's overseeing the stand is just like, whatever, not my problem. And uh, Mrs. Hall sees this, steps up, and like as he's turned around, she fixes the gun. She mm-hmm. like lines something back up. And she just starts shooting down all these uh, the cans, cans. Yeah, that was great. she kind of gives the guy a piece of her mind. It's like, I think that's enough for both prizes, Jenny. And so Jenny gets both prizes. And I loved it. We find out that she learned how to shoot in the wrens. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but let's, let's uh, address the overarching storyline here about Helen's bull Clive. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we know James had initially given Clive a clean bill of health, but he starts. James starts to doubt whether Clive's actually able to perform uh, because, well, first Tristan is like, mm, but is that bull able to service the calves? Mm. So he plants that little seed of doubt. And then <laughs> James tries to talk to Mr. Dobson. I don't even know how many times, three or four like times. Three or four times, but he's just like, I'm not having it. I'm going to stay away from you. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. Very, like, casually dances around the question anytime he's, like, directly asked uh, whether his cows are pregnant. And uh, and then, like, Mr. Foyle comes up with a stupid megaphone and, and <laughs> interrupts times. them. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Hugh is asking James not to find any problems where there are none. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, James is just like... So many, mm. like unsaid words but said words yes and you're like you know what they're saying without saying it like he's yeah. definitely like don't find a problem don't go don't, look for it don't maybe don't look at the bull again mm-hmm. so you know james his reputation and opinion really matters to these to the farmers because you know he's he's the vet <clears throat> and um so he spends most of the time trying to find a break to go back and try and find Clive to examine Clive. And eventually he does get this break, and he finds out that um, Clive has some pain along his spine. Yeah, he, like, pushes down, and he, he later um, on we find out it's um, swelling. Yeah, inflammation. But yeah. Clive, like, kind of moans. Mm-hmm. But I, guess, like, I think mm-hmm. they said bellows. Yeah, yeah, I think it said the bellows. Said bellows. So um, James knows there's a problem, and he's trying to find an opportunity to privately tell the Aldersons, that Clive is probably not able to perform. He's probably lame. And, um, yeah, so ultimately we find out that Hugh is kind of behind this whole Mm -hmm. mess. In the pub. And the Aldersons had no idea. The Aldersons had no idea. Mr. Dobson told them that his cows were pregnant because Hugh told him to tell them, the Aldersons, that his cows were pregnant. He paid him? <clears throat> yeah, he paid him um, a, a bob. A bob? Is that a bob? <laughs> oh, that, okay, yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, so it all comes out. All of the Aldersons are mad at Hugh. 
he's looking like they all look at him and they're all furious because their reputation matters as farmers. Like that's how they make their money is Mm -hmm. to sell a good bull. And they thought they had a good bull. It just won first prize. Um, So everyone kind of like storms out of the pub and all the Aldersons storm out of the pub and Hughes chases after them. And this is when Hugh pulls out the little trick. He pulls out the, I love you. The I love you card. Out of his sleeve. And Helen is still super mad, but you can see that um, she forgives them because they walk off together. But at one point when, when Hugh is trying to uh, tell James, like, don't tell Helen about this. Yeah. He says, she trusts you, and if you care about her at all, you won't let her down. He's playing on his heartstrings. Yep. He's pulling them. But also, she trusts him, mm-hmm. so he shouldn't lie to her. Because exactly. that's the opposite of trust. That exactly. makes not trust. Distrust. Exactly. So I thought that was kind of like, Hugh kind of showed some sneaky some sneaky things about him. I didn't like it so much. Yeah. So this is why I'm on Team James. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I still like Neville. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this little overarching theme where Tristan and Siegfried and Mrs. Hall just can't commit. They're all commitmentphobes. Mm-hmm. We see, like, Siegfried can't commit because he's still not over his, his wife dying, which yeah. legitimate, even though it happened four years ago. There's no timeline for that. Tristan's just this little playboy. He's, like, leading Maggie on, or so we think he's leading Maggie on. And Mrs. Hall, like, I still feel like Mrs. Hall, Mrs. Hall left her abusive husband. So that's part of it. We find out that she had left her husband. But I think she also kind of has feelings for Farnan. But we'll see. For Siegfried, not Tristan. (laughs) Tristan's her child, (laughs) essentially. Tristan is essentially (laughs) her child. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, in the pub, we find, in the pub, in addition to Hugh being found out, um, Tristan tries to... uh, Give Maggie the push. Yeah. Which is break up with her. Let, let her down. And she pretends like she's really upset, but then she laughs and she's like, it's not like we've ever been serious. And uh, he's then, like, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean by that? So he's offended that she didn't think he was serious, even though he wasn't serious. He didn't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mrs. Hall wins her bet that James, <laughs> she was the only one that thought James would make it to the end of the day. And so she wins her bet and he gets... He gets kind of upset that nobody warned him what he was in for. So, yeah. And and because all the townsfolk are also super mad about James and, like, everything he's been doing because he's a rule stickler. Oh, yeah. They kind of all corner him and, like, bully him some more. And he snaps and he says he's, like, pointing at them with his measuring stick, his pony measuring stick, like, real aggressively. You should all he be ashamed snapped. of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh surprisingly, Mr. Dinsdale, I think it was, we think it was Mr. Dinsdale. Yeah. We kind of talked about this. uh, Sticks up for him. He sticks up for him and says, cheaters shouldn't prosper. No, they should not. Foreshadowing. So, yeah, that was basically the whole episode. Like, Bounced around a bounced lot. Bounced around a lot. But, like, how do you feel about it? I I still liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm glad really the fun. dog's okay. I was a little nervous <laughs> about that pumpkin. But I'm I glad forgot it was okay. a pumpkin and I gasped. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably heard me. I was like, <gasps> a whole pumpkin. <laughs> this poor dog. Yeah. So. But it was, a, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Did yeah. you enjoy it, too? I, I really liked it. I, I'm always surprised at how well they, like, weave the storylines together like make a cohesive story when it jumps around so much so like it's just it's really amazing I, yeah I agree with that I agree. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll take a closer look into episode five. Yeah. See you then. Yep. Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. So what did you look into? So uh, a couple episodes ago, we met Dorothy and the Wrens were mentioned. And now in this episode, the Wrens are back Mm -hmm. because we found out that um, Mrs. Hall learned how to shoot so well when she was in the Wrens. So I did a closer look at the Wrens, what they are. So it's the Women's Royal Naval Service. Yes. Okay. So actually the acronym (laughs) is WRNS. Um, it's a women's branch of the UK Royal Navy, uh, and it first formed during World War I in 1917. Wow. And then after the war, it was disbanded. So in 1919, they disbanded. But then we had another world war. Such fun. And so the Wrens were revived in 1939. Um, and during that time, the recruitment posters said, join the Wrens and free a man for the fleet. And it's interesting because um, we saw it spelled two different ways Yes, in the show with the acronym and then also W-R-E-N-S, like a word. But that's how they spelled it on the posters, like an, like a word. Oh, they did. Yeah. So oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so um, originally women were not allowed on ships that were going into active service, but they did load torpedoes onto submarines. So, so let me get this straight. They're a part of the Wrens. But they right. weren't allowed to be active, like inactive. They were not allowed to be like at sea. Is what during my... like in battle, right? Okay. Like active service. Got it. Um, but they did load torpedoes onto submarines, and they commanded and crewed harbor launches. Which I'm not a hundred percent certain what that means, but I assume it means they're launching torpedoes from land. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's I guess. my assumption. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. That. That sounds like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the boat crews, they were allowed on boats. The boat crews served as uh, mine spotters, so they could get blown up. It wasn't like a not dangerous job. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why they didn't just let them into active service, because that seems like a dangerous job and also a really important one. Yeah. So anyways, uh, the Wrens were integrated into the Royal Navy in 1993. And uh, female sailors, even though they're integrated, are still referred to as Wrens or Jennies for Jenny Wrens. Uh, A Jenny Wren? Yeah, that's naval slang. Oh, yeah. I don't know where the. There was no explanation as to why they were Jennies, but Jenny Wren, I guess, just because they're girls and it was probably a popular name. I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone can tell us about that. Yes, please. (laughs) If you know anything about this, let us know. Postscripts at WITF.org. Let us know. Yes, please. and Princess Anne became president of the Association of Wrens in 1973, and she's still the chief commandant, I think I'm saying that word right, <laughs> for women in the Royal Navy. Um, Princess Anne is, um, what is it, King Charles. That's his sister, right? Uh, you probably know better so. than I do. I, I watch The Crown. Probably, that's yeah. that's exactly. the extent of my knowledge. But I'm pretty sure that she's uh, she's the one that got abducted and like oh, fought goodness. off her abductors. Like oh wow. So she's she's pretty boss. No, I, I did not know that. But <laughs> way to go. Oh jeez. <laughs> so that's a lot. That's what I got from the Wrens between Wikipedia and Forces.net. That's what I could dig up about the Wrens. 
Oh, wow. Well, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, if anybody else knows anything more. Oh, yeah, please, because it would be really know. fun to read more about the wrens and yeah, their exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, so one more thing I wanted to bring up yep. that I did look into was about, you know, how the whole episode, as it's... much as it bounced back and forth, <laughs> it was all surrounding the day of the fair. Yes, the Darabee Fair. The Darabee Fair. So <laughs> I looked into um, what fairs were over um, in Yorkshire and okay. they have the Great Yorkshire Show and that happens okay. every year. Okay, so it's been around for, where'd it go? Did you do the math? No, I, I didn't do the math. Okay. It told me it. I went to the website. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to the website. Oh, the so official website had a the, number already written. Exactly. So the official website is greatyorkshireshow.co.uk. And their website is talking about the next Yorkshire show, Great Yorkshire Show, which is the 164th. Wow. It's a long time. That is a really long time. A real long time. And I wonder if it's anything like the Darabee Fair. I would think so. So I'll read read the description. Read the description. Well, it takes place um, July 11th to July 14th, 2023. Okay. Okay. It's Tuesday to Friday. It's a short one. Like it's only a couple days long. Yeah. A couple days. A couple days. Yeah. Um, it's known as one of the best agricultural shows in the UK, welcoming 140,000 people to the 250-acre showground. 250 wow. acres. That's a lot. That's a lot of space, and that's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 140,000 people. That's a Judging giant vegetables. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the four-day show celebrates agriculture, food, farming, and countryside with a respect for tradition while welcoming new additions. Expect show jumping with some of the best riders in the country competing, including in the prestigious Cuck of the North. There's the best <laughs> in Britain competing across the judging rings, including cattle, pigs, goats, sheep, rabbits, pigeons, and poultry. There's cutting-edge machinery and farming equipment showcased in the Lely stand and within the machinery lines. I'm guessing that's Lely, L-E-L-Y. And we have hives and honey, forestry, a fabulous food hall, cookery demos, a garden show, and countryside pursuits. Oh, my gosh. Sign me up to judge the food. Can we just go? (laughs) I mean, it sounds like the farm show, but like way bigger. This is bigger than the PA farm show. Yeah. Like, Like, I mean, just so much more space as well. Like literally (laughs) Literally bigger. (laughs) 250 acres. I mean, the farm show seems like 250 acres. And that I I, should probably pull. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, I don't actually. I don't actually know how big an acre is. So really, maybe I'm not the best judge of that. Oh, yeah. So I have half an acre, so it's 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 a decent it's size. sizable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure compared to like, <laughs> I could probably size it to a football field, but um, I don't have the time to really do that math right now. Oh, that's so I fine. apologize. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but 250 acres is a lot. It's still, yeah, yeah. It's it a lot. It seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that we should go. Okay. And if anybody yeah. on this podcast is listening, <laughs> please send us. Yes. Sponsor <laughs> us to this. Sponsor <laughs> us. We want to go. I mean, how cool would it be? But the the website has a cool video you can watch. It's like a little a little under two minutes long. It talks about how you can a sizzle reel. 
Yes, yeah. a sizzle reel. <laughs> yes, exactly. It talks about how you can like sponsor it and you can compete all the different guidances and all the rules. I, I hope they have James to enforce look, those rules. Oh, James needs to be there. <laughs> but look, they even have like a little cow oh, cut out that's with so the grass. Cute. It looks Isn't like a baby clever? cow. It I is. love it. I love it. Got to go to the website. <laughs> Maybe Super they'll let cute. us come. Maybe because we're promoting it for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please bring us. <laughs> please, please let us be some good old jammy sods and <laughs> get us send to us, go to Yorkshire. Send us to the show. I know. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Uh, we'll have to look into that one, though. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was my other closer look. I know that these are pretty. I mean, like all the baby animals, they probably have baby animals there. Oh my gosh, you're right. And I think you said bunnies. Like, mm-hmm. they are, they're so cute. I've seen bunnies at the farm show and chickens. Like, chickens, there are so many beautiful chickens. Mm-hmm. So, to yeah, show. It would be, yeah. yeah, it would be so nice. Yeah, you see, like, some the of them are just normal bunnies chickens. at the show. That's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors have chickens. We're fine. <laughs> I see them all the time. <laughs> And then you see like the big bunnies with all the fur. Oh, and you just cuddle up with them. I forget what they're called. I don't. I don't don't know all the names of of bunnies. I just think that they're all really cute. Yeah, and I saw kittens bouncing like bunnies this morning, so that made me really happy. That's (laughs) awesome. I wish we have some stray cats in the neighborhood, and the little little kittens were just like bounding around like little bunnies. It was so cute. Oh, that's adorable. Because it can only go. Yeah. (laughs) Please video that and send that to me. I will try. I will try. (laughs) Definitely need a video. Yeah. So. With, that's all you had for the fair? That's all I had all for right. the fair. Well, we have two episodes less, left. Sorry. Two episodes left, including the Christmas special. So, like, what do you want to see happen? I want to see... I don't know. <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to be Team Hugh because yeah. you're Team James, but, like, there's definitely more tension this episode between... He's a liar. Yes, I don't like like that. (laughs) And and that he went behind her back and used his, like, you know, his manly power and his money to try and take care of her. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, I can take care of myself. I can do this myself. Like, she clearly can. Exactly. Like, Like, um, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't do it myself. (laughs) And I will stand on that soapbox and we could be here for 20 more minutes if you want me to. (laughs) But I digress. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm not not trying to convert you. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep loving Hugh. It's fine. But yeah, it it made me angry for all the same reasons. It did make me angry. Yeah. And then he threw in the I love you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Nah, I feel feel like that was the I love you card. But whatever. So I'm stuck in this little triangle. I mean, he probably does love her. It seems like they've been together for a while. But just bad placement for that. Like, oh, I need to get out of trouble. I love you, Helen. For the first time I'm ever going to tell you. In the middle of the street when I really did something wrong and, yeah. like, ruined a lot of reputations. Yeah. They were embarrassed. And, I mean, her. Oh, yeah. So they didn't know. guys have a lot of pride. And her dad was obviously very upset and very mm-hmm. embarrassed. And I don't know. I don't think he was going to be necessarily greeted with open arms at the house anymore. I know. Tension. That's going to be that's going to be real hard. There. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that's it. So, thanks for listening to Postscript from WITF. We love listening along with you, episode to episode. That's right. 
And if you have moments you love or wonder about, share your afterthoughts with us at postscript at WITF.org, or you can email ps at WITF.org, because that's easier to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros from WITF. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities and UPMC for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.